Welcome back. My name is Nikki Mergafuri, and I'm really grateful to be able to be here tonight with you. I was uh, just telling Sean I wasn't feeling well earlier today, and um, and uh, I'm really glad that I was was able to pull myself up by my bootstraps and my body cooperated, and and that gratitude reflection that I was offering for our bodies to have the sense of health, uh, as much health as is available, is. is is, is a very real one for me. So on that note, actually, I'd like to uh, start by asking, actually by, by first telling you that in honor of the upcoming um, little um, holiday that's coming up on Thursday that you might, ha- you, you might have heard of, um, the, the uh, topic of tonight is uh, gratitude and generosity because they, they both go together. And um, I have to say that I, I was born in, in Iran, and when I came to this country years and years ago, I thought, what a great tradition, how amazing to have a holiday that's called Thanksgiving. You give thanks. We don't have a Thanksgiving in Iran. Um, Thanksgiving, what, what, what an amazing holiday to, to, to actually take the time um, the opportunity for reflecting on, on gratitude, on giving thanks. Of course, it's more, much more complicated, I realize, politically and, and, the, and how the, the, uh, the history of it, what it came about. For, for, but the very first time I heard of Thanksgiving, and I like to keep that image in my mind for right now. We're not going to get political and talk about all that. But, but to have a time in our lives once a year to really have this holiday that is a time for us to take a pause and reflect on giving thanks for what there is. It's, it's really profound and powerful to have that um, in our society and in our culture. And of course, we can make it our own. Um, so, so with that, I wanted to actually ask you, um, I, I offered some reflections towards the end of our sit on simply imbuing a gentle sense of gratitude, uh, imbuing our breath, with a gentle sense of gratitude and allowing that to expand perhaps to to the body, to the air around us, and and just seeing where that takes us. Um, Who tried it? Who tried it? Give me a show of hands of who tried that reflection. Okay, okay, bunch of you tried that reflection. Great, okay, cool. So um, what happened? Did you try it? it? What came up? Joy. Joy came up. Thank you. What else? Somebody else. What came up? Yeah. Well-being. Well-being. A sense of well-being. Thank you. Um, What else came up? Yeah. Simple existence. Simple existence. A sense of simple existence. Thanks. What else? Awe, a sense of awe, yeah, thanks, yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? Contentment, thank you, contentment, yeah, yeah. What else? Letting go of noise. Letting go of noise, great. I like that because we're turning our minds towards 
gratitude, which is a positive and wholesome quality of the mind, and, and the mind lets go of the distraction and being annoyed with noise, right? Great. What else? Say again. Thank you. An awareness of being here and now. Yeah, so a sense of awareness in the present moment. Yeah, lovely. What else? A sense of physical expansion. A sense of physical expansion. Nice. Yeah. What else? Anything else that came up for any resistance that came up for people? Like I'm not going to try this. Any resist? Anyone resistant to it? Come on. Nobody. Oh, good. Thank you. Somebody's being honest. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anybody else? No resistance. Yeah. It's it's fine. You know we can accept our resistance. It's okay. Yeah. Great. So for for those who tried it. Uh, sense of awe, a sense of presence in the present moment, um, a, a, um, an expansion of gratitude, um, letting go of what was not positive in the mind, what was, uh, the, the noise, um, and all of these turnings of the mind towards the positive, really a, a uh, beautiful way, just this simple imbuing this breath that is with us every moment of our lives, pretty much. It's just a simple movement of the mind to become conscious of, ah, gratitude for this breath that keeps, that keeps me alive. Very simple. It's not very sophisticated, is it? And all these beautiful states of mind that, that come up. So, so with that, I'd like to um, read a, um, a little um, story from a favorite book of mine. The book is called a Monastery Within, Tales from the Buddhist Path, and is by Gail Fronsdahl. And the book has some lovely, lovely stories. And the one I would like to share with you is a short one called The Monastic Alternative. Okay, story time. As a teenager, she often visited the monastery. She was deeply attracted to the monastic life. The Buddhist path to liberation was what had the most meaning for her. When she became an adult, she planned on joining the monastic order. However, when she turned 21, her older sister and her sister's husband died in an accident and she became the foster parent for their two young children. In addition, her own parents had become quite old and needed her help. As the only income earner in the family, she had to work long hours every day. She loved to meditate, but with all the work and caregiving she had to do, she had no time for it. Since she was not able to fulfill her aspirations for following the monastic path, she went to the abbess of the monastery and asked how she could follow the path with the life she had to live. The abbess said that if she couldn't meditate, then the best alternative is to be grateful for everything. 
I love that story. Here we gather tonight, we have the time and we have the luxury, if it's a luxury, we have the time to meditate. And another practice, which is just as worthwhile and worthy, is to have gratitude for everything. It is a beautiful path, the path of gratitude. Because then our connection with life, it expands. Our connection with everything expands. And our sense of self starts to change when we start to feel a sense of gratitude for everything and everyone that has brought us here. I'm going to invite you to uh, do a guided reflection with me. Are you up for it? Yes? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So get into your meditation posture. Get comfortable. Allow your body to soften and relax. The sense of ease. Allowing your attention to settle on your breath, just to settle. And now, bring to mind one person to whom you are grateful, who served as a mentor, as a teacher, as a champion, someone who's believed in you, someone who supported you, could be a parent, could be a friend, a teacher, Someone who's had a role, some role, in you being here today. Bring that person to mind. And if your mind is going through a Rolodex of people, it doesn't matter, just choose one. Bring that person to mind. Bring to mind some of the ways they have supported and helped you. And tap into your own heart, the sense of gratitude that comes up, that wells up when you think about what they did for you. Notice how you're feeling. Notice what emotions are coming up in your mind coming up in your heart. 
what's coming up in your body? How's your body feeling now? If this person was in front of you, if you, if you imagine them sitting right in front of you right now, what would you like to say to them? How would you like to express your gratitude? Might be with words, might be with a bow, or anything, a hug, whatever works for you. Remember the feeling in your heart what it feels like to be feeling the sense of gratitude. How you being here has depended on someone else's kindness and generosity. Now as you breathe, as you breathe deeply in and out Let go of this reflection. Still stay in a contemplative, meditative space. Let your mind come to your breath. Just settling. And now I offer this other reflection, the second reflection. And that is, I invite us all to bring to mind all the things that have supported us in being here right now in this moment. Bringing to mind many, many people who have contributed to our lives. So many people we know, so many people we don't know. So many causes and conditions for us to be right here, sitting in this room. Perhaps backtracking to how you got here, if you drove here, took public transportation. Thinking about the car that someone designed, someone built. There were hundreds, if not thousands of people involved in creating that, the vehicle that got you here. The roads that you drove on, people who designed, who worked on the roads, and the infrastructure, the governmental infrastructure that allowed for the roads to be built. 
all those people. Perhaps the food that supported you so that you can sit here and for your body to be nourished. The sun, the water, the seeds, the care, the farmer, the transportation, farmer's family, all the people that the farmer depended on. The fuel in the transportation in the car that got you here. The money that went into purchasing that came from an income. So all the people at work, the profession who support you to be able to do what you do, whatever it is. People seen and unseen, the janitors who perhaps clean the office, if you work in an office, for example, or not. I allow you to contemplate all the people, people you see and you don't see, people you know and you don't know, whose efforts and work contribute to your well-being, to you being able to live and be here. See what comes up in your heart and mind as you contemplate so many people and causes and conditions that go into you being here. Your family, your friends, people you know, people you don't know. This web of interconnection. See what comes up in your mind and heart. And with the next deep inhale and exhale, let that go. <sighs> Settling. And opening your eyes, coming back to the room. I'd like to hear from a few people what that was like, what came up for you. And maybe we'll pass the microphone around if it's, these are longer. Yeah, thank you. Longer reflections. Thanks, Helga. Over here. When you were guiding us on uh, about the roads and the infrastructure, 
Um, I had a similar experience thinking about that, reflecting on that as I did meditating and thinking about my body and all the different parts mm -hmm. of my body, the breath, the blood going through my veins and things of that nature. So it was a very similar sort of outward manifestation of mm -hmm. a living structure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Over there, yeah. Well, I see that just when you be grateful the the gratitude, the how fortunate, just how lucky you are to be here, yeah. and all the many aspects. It's almost when you open to that possibility, it's almost infinite mm -hmm. that it. The, it can keep going. It's mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lifelong yeah. process. Yeah. Moment for moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opening to the gratitude of of being here and all the possibilities, and it just continues. It, it, it's and it's moment to moment. All of the f everything that comes together to make this moment possible. Thank you. Yeah. What else came up for you? Right here. Thank you. Um, mostly is uh, overwhelming uh, abundance. You know, in fact, I think that um, there's probably no abundance in the absence of gratitude. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just... Yeah, amazing abundance. Yeah. Just seeing that clearly. Yeah, seeing the amazing abundance clearly. Thank you. Similar to the way in which you directed us to place our attention on the breath and the, the gift and the blessing of the one breath, then that multiplies all of the breaths I've ever taken as you guided us into this gratitude practice of imagining all of the people participating in my well-being that multiplied and multiplied and then I had this image of the first time that Jack Kornfeld must have sat for meditation and that brings me here mm. that dedication to practice, multiplied and multiplied and multiplied, and created Spirit Rock in this moment. That was a beautiful blessing of spontaneous realization. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you. Other reflections over there. actually experienced something unexpected, <laughs> which is, at first, you know, the gratitude toward a person you feel grateful for, you know, yeah. like who you are. And thinking about that person, I felt, you know, 
really warm and comfortable and happy and everything. And then thinking about all the events leading me here, some of the events are happy, some of them are neutral, some of them are not so happy and not so neutral. But the feeling of gratitude at the end and warm happiness is the same, was the same as the first one when thinking about that person that had so much influence. Great. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. I was hoping someone would because we can have gratitude not just for what has been positive in our lives but what has been difficult. Um, and, and, and there are some reflections and thoughts that I have that I will talk about later. But, but thanks for bringing that up. So that's a pointer. We'll talk about that in a moment. Thanks. Other reflections? Anything else that came up for you? Over there. I, um, I first noticed that I felt like I was under the influence of uh, hypnosis <laughs> and how, how good I thought you were at that if you ever wanted to do that. I'm just, those are the things that came to my mind. And um, I thought it was also really interesting how the people that you really care about, you kind of feel about. It's like you, a body thing, like you feel when you think about them you know, mm-hmm. versus just thinking about them mm-hmm. or thinking about somebody. So I thought that was very um, inspiring to to kind of re-evaluate um, those relationships with your closest people, you know, mm-hmm. um, how it's a feeling just as much as it is a, a thinking about them. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. And there's... Um, our bodies have so much information. They hold so much information that we're often not mindful about. We're, we're often up here in our thoughts, in our heads. Um, and when we tune in to our bodies, there is so much information, and the experience can become a lot richer, actually, and, um, and more multidimensional. So, yeah, thanks. Any other reflections? I came back there, way back. By the way, these reflections are all great. They're really wonderful. There's so much wisdom in this room, and it's lovely to hear as you're experiencing it and share it. Please. When you had us um, talk about or reflect on who that person was, um, Mm -hmm. one person came directly to mind. And, um, you know, then you kind of guided us through different things about, you know, what made that person that way and... It got so strong, the emotion of the gratitude and the thanks and the joy that it's just an overcome well of joy that just came out and wanted, you know, almost tears, Mm. you know, just the Mm. feelings that came from it, Mm. you know, and then going back and bringing all the other parts, you know, when you're talking about the road and all that, it's, um, I know I'm always in awe seeing when roads and things are being built. And I was thinking about that, but you took me one step further with that. And it was really difficult for me to 
go that step because mm. it was just beyond my comprehension to go that that far. Thank you. And thanks for talking about how emotional this feeling of gratitude became for you and how easily accessible that was because a moment before you're sitting here listening, you know, and then just a minute or two later in this guided meditation, you're so in touch to the point of tears with a sense of gratitude you have for this person in your life. Was it a surprise to other people how, how well in touch with gratitude you were? Any hands? I, I want to hear a show of hands, how, how, how in touch with gratitude you were, how easily. Yes? No? Easily in touch? Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Any last reflections? Okay. So, so it's really interesting to see how easily available gratitude can be for us and what a resource it can be. Did you notice how your mind state changed into more awe, more ease, more joy, more happiness as you were doing this reflection? Yes? Show of hands, please, so that I know that you, actually you're experiencing this, otherwise I'll change my tune. Maybe not. It's okay. We'll talk about that too. It's okay. <laughs> it, we want to hold all the multitudes and, and hear from people who are not experiencing it, and that's perfectly fine. Let's, let's talk about that too. What the barriers, the barriers to gratitude. Um, so... So I want to say a few things about um, about the benefits of gratitude. So with the movement in positive psychology that started in about um, roughly year 2000 or so with Martin Seligman, there's been a lot of research work on various positive emotions. And grat- there's been a lot of uh, research on, on the benefits of gratitude and Robert Emmons especially has been a researcher that has done a lot of work on that. And gratitude um, has been shown to increase happiness repeatedly. There have been so many studies. It, it, it increases the level of joy and happiness in your life. If there's one simple, easy thing that you can do if you want to increase the level of joy and happiness in your life is to do gratitude exercise. And it's very simple. At the end of the day, you think about three things you're grateful for before you go to sleep. You just think about them before you go to sleep. You can do that, or you can do it more formally. You can write them down. You can write the three things down, or you can email it to, your, to a trusted friend, and they can email you back. And you do that for a couple of weeks, and then the, the weeks after that, you do it once or twice a week so that there's no habituation, so that you don't start taking it for granted. That simple practice has been shown to be number one booster of people's level of happiness. And don't take my word for it. Don't take the researcher's word for it. Try it for yourself. It's pretty amazing. Um, I've tried it for weeks, and it, it is transformative. It's pretty amazing. And one way that actually it works is cognitively. Um, it relates to another research study where they... Um, had a bunch of um, subjects, uh, um, uh, college students play hours and hours and hours of Tetris. The, 
Um, Tetris is this compu computer game that the rectangular pieces fall down different different sizes of rectangular pieces. So they kept playing this over and over and over again. And then they tested these students. They they would see rectangular shapes everywhere they went in the grocery store. They saw it in you know cereal boxes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's the same effect when you start to notice gratitude when you turn your mind to gratitude in your daily life then you see it everywhere then you see it in various places when somebody opens the door for you ah you see it there that gives you a, a little joy a little burst you see gratitude everywhere you you wake up in the morning oh it's not raining ah nice nice day gratitude you get to you get to be grateful you get to see gratitude where you wouldn't see gratitude and then the glass will become more half full than half empty. So, so that has benefits not just for ourselves um, in terms of boosting our happiness, but also for others. Because we don't do these practices just for ourselves, it's for others. When you're, when you're happier, when you're more filled with gratitude, you're more open. Your mind is less contracted. A contracted mind, that's an angry mind, an upset mind, and me, me, me. That kind of mind is not very malleable, is not very happy, is not is is a difficult mind to work with. It's it fault it finds faults. Have you noticed when you're cranky, um, it's anything everything gets on your nerves. Whatever people say gets on your nerves when when your mind is in a tight place. But when you're happy and spacious, yeah, it's easier. And you know you can be more forgiving of other people's faults and 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 your relationships go much more easily, unfold much more easily. It's, it's better for you, it's better for others, the people that you, 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 you influence, that you're connected to, and the people that they're connected to. Um, there's a study, there's a, um, a Princeton study, uh, a longitudinal study years ago that showed um, when one person's level of happiness went up, three circles out, it, repl it, 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 it percolated out three circles out. The levels of three circle, uh, people in three circles out increased. So not just the people around you, but the people around them and the people around them. It, it, it affects, our, our practice affects everybody. When we, when we practice in this tradition and we practice for the liberation of all beings, it really is all beings. I mean, that study couldn't measure all beings, but I bet, you know, there's some perturbation, you know, like the butterfly that, uh, that, that um, uh, uh, exactly moves its wings, you'll, you'll feel it's out, you know, it's elsewhere in the world, anywhere. So, so I think it, it really, um, our, our practice isn't just for ourselves, and gratitude, the practice of gratitude has so many advantages, has so many um, benefits. Um, not just our own happiness, but the social benefits of interacting, of interacting with others. It also has a lot of health benefits. Um, there was a heart attack study where um, people who had heart attack, they um, asked them, and roughly 50% of them were grateful, even though they had a heart attack, talking about being grateful for difficult events, and about half of them turned out not to be grateful, and they were... Um, they had a, a not grateful attitude. Then they measured both their physiology and their recovery and their state of mind three months out and six months out. Guess what? Gratitude makes a huge difference on our recovery from heart attack. 
even an event like that. Another study with people who were severely depressed and had suicidal ideation and were in the psychiatric ward, they, they tried a, a gratitude study on them, asking them to, to, to I think, write gratitude letters or, 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 or maybe mention multiple things that they were gratitude, uh, grateful for and make a list. And similarly, their level of happiness increased, the suicidal ideation, their level of depression decreased, even in that the population that's, that's very difficult and gratitude may not come easily, but it can be accessible. So these are some, some worldly benefits of, of gratitude, the, our social connections, our own level of happiness. And and that, it's like tilling the soil for the practice, for spiritual practice. Because again, when your mind is at ease and open and spacious and, and full of joy, um, it's like tilling the soil for the mind to get concentrated, for the mind to become peaceful, for the mind to notice, to become more mindful of what is happening instead of being cranky and upset. So it's like tilling the soil. Gratitude can serve that way can also serve as a way to introduce humility because we become aware of how we depend on so many other people and things and roads and fuel and, and people who, who create our food and farmers and their families and this. We become, we, we realize this amazing um, sense of interdependence and interreliance that we have as human species. We're not independent. We're not here alone. We're supported by so many people in so many causes and conditions. So it brings a sense of humility. And it bring and that sense of gratitude also helps with a sense of generosity, realizing how much the world supports us, how much the world gives us, everything that has come together for me sitting here right now. Wow. 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 How do I give thanks? How do I give back? And being mindful is being um, grateful is not just a saccharine, happy-go-lucky, oh yeah, grateful, shallow. It's not that. It's really a very deep and beautiful practice. And we can be grateful for what is difficult, for what has been hard in our lives. I'd like to read you a poem by, by Billy Mills. Um, Billy Mills was a, um, an amazing runner. He was... Um, um, Native American. He was born in 1938 in Pine Ridge, South Dakota. Um, so he was ra- and he was ra- raised on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. He um, was orphaned at the age of 12 and grew up in poverty and realized um, that he had a um, talent for sports, for running. And in the 1964 Tokyo Olympics, he um, ran the 10,000-meter race, and um, no American has ever won that race, had won it up till then, and has run it since then. So 
um, and he has done a lot of work. He has an, a, a, a nonprofit that um, that gives back, and it's it's, um, it's called runningpast.com. If you're curious to to check it out, I'd like to read this this book. Um, this this sorry this poem out of his book called um, New Life. In my youth, I respected the world and life. I needed not anything but peace of heart, and yet I changed despite myself and believed in Iktumi's lies. He seemed to know all the truth. He promised to make me happy. He made me ask Wakantanka for wealth. Wakantanka is the sacred or the divine. For wealth, that I might have power. I was given poverty, that I might find my inner strength. I asked for fame so others would know me. I was given obscurity that I might know myself. I asked for a person to love that I might never be alone. I was given a life of a hermit that I might learn to accept myself. I asked for power that I might achieve. I was given weakness that I might learn to obey. I asked for health, that I might lead a long life. I was given infirmity, that I might appreciate each minute. I asked Mother Earth for strength, that I might have my way. I was given weakness, that I might feel the need for her. I asked to live happily, that I might enjoy life. I was given life that I might live happily. I received nothing I asked for, yet all my wishes came true. Despite myself and Iktumi, my dreams were fulfilled. I am richly blessed, more than I ever hoped. I thank you, Vakan Tanka, for what you've given me. such a beautiful poem. On that note, I also want to share another reflection. This one is by Stephen Stuckey, who uh, passed away last year, um, and he was uh, the abbot of the Zen Center. Um, and these, these are, this is an ex- excerpt from his Thanksgiving reflections, which seems appropriate. The challenge of this practice often slaps me in the face and sets off a series of seemingly impossible barriers. These days, as you know, as you may know, I wake up and say gratitude, and the next thought is pain in the belly or cancer or it's not fair. This is obvious reflections after he had been diagnosed with cancer and was grappling with it. To accept such thoughts with gratitude may be impossible. <coughs> and even contribute to further unwholesome states of mind. So it is realistically healthier to enter this practice by creating a field of positive energy, by naming what you know from experience is nourishing for you. For example, gratitude for my friend Larry, or gratitude for my mentor, my lover, my mother, the person who changed my life. Of gratitude for sobriety, my family, this food, the sunlight, mashed potatoes and gravy, 
the capacity for healing, etc. It quickly became it quickly becomes clear that one can create an infinite list of positive nourishments and the mere fact of being alive tells one that positive that is life-supporting factors outweigh all others. This is a basis for fundamental confidence in reality. Know that this life is rare and wonderful because it is happening right now with the full support of the universe. Wow. Once the above truth is clear, it is not so difficult to be kind. One naturally wants to give back to that from which one has received so much. And since one has received and is now receiving so much from the mere existence of each other, it's a perfect time to say thank you, I love you. I invite you to take up this practice today as a positive nourishment practice for yourself. As you do so, I feel even more gratitude and delight. Love, Mugen Steve. So with that, I invite you to take up this gratitude this practice of gratitude, which is tilling the soil of the mind and gives rise to generosity because when we are grateful, when we realize how much we have, the natural answer, the natural tendency of the mind is to want to give back, to be kind, to know how much we are supported in this life. So I'd like to invite you for Another, gra- another reflection in the time that remains. Are you up for another reflection? Yeah? Maybe? Yes? Okay, let's do it. So as you close your eyes and get into a posture of reflection, of meditation, I invite you to reflect on some things that you're grateful for in your life right now. What are you grateful for? And see what comes up in your heart and mind as you think about all the blessings in your life. And if there is resistance, be grateful for that. For the opportunity to embrace whatever is. Notice what's coming up in your heart and mind as you go through the list of things you're grateful for. What happens in your body? 
And now feeling the sense of gratitude which may have come up. See, as you move forward in this week, this week of Thanksgiving, if there are people in your life you want to give thanks to, you want to acknowledge. Could be people near and dear to you, people that you know and you care about. It could be someone whom you've never acknowledged contributes to your life, but you've never acknowledged. Maybe a clerk at a grocery store, or the person who makes your coffee every morning. With the next inhale and exhale, I invite you to let go of that. And for a few minutes, we'll turn to a person next to us and just share what came up for us. So I invite you to turn to someone. Find a partner. You can be in groups of three, that's okay too. Groups of three are perfectly fine. Just share for a few minutes, just informally. If you don't have a partner, raise your hand. Right here. And just share what came up for you. If you need a partner, raise your hand. You can have groups of four, that's fine too.
Okay, I know this was really brief, but but please say thank you to your partners and let's come back to the big group. Thank you to everyone who participated or those who respected the space they were in and decided to be silent. It's all good. So with that, I'd like to hear couple of comments from what came up for you in this reflection and in this sharing and talking with others. We have limited time, so quick. Acceptance. 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 Yeah. Acceptance. Thank you. What else? Come on. There was a lot of talking out there. Family. 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 Big one. Family was a big one. Thank you. Oh, I've been doing gratitude practice on Facebook for about five years every day. Oh, lovely. And it's amazing, like, who can... I ask the question, what are you grateful for? And then I write five things. But just... What I'm fascinated is on the resistance that most people have to being grateful. Yeah. That most people resist being grateful. It is a phony yeah. type exercise. Right, right. Yeah. If you think deeper, mm-hmm. then it's actually really hard. And that's why most people mm. don't do the gratitude practice. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. I'm going to repeat what you said since some people might not have heard. Oh, you have the microphone. It's, it's okay, I'll repeat it. So um, he's been doing gratitude practice for a long time, for many, for five years. That's a long time on Facebook where he posts a question, what are you grateful for? And five things that you're grateful for. And and some some people respond and some people are very resistant to it. And and um, he feels that this resistance might be because they find it very. They, they say it's phony. All of gratitude seems really phony and saccharine, and but it's really because it's it's a hard practice. It's a hard practice to to find that place sometimes. It when when we're in a contracted state of mind, gratitude can can be there can be a resistance for it. That it, that's when it can feel hard, and yet it can be an opening. It can be an opening. So, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's a good observation. I think when the mind is tight, um, it's, just, it's just like, oh, bah humbug, bah humbug. It's, it's not so much gratitude, which makes it harder. Yeah, thanks. Any other reflections that came up? One more, yeah. And then I remembered how much I like going to the Pete's in my neighborhood. Yeah. And I am appreciative of that being there and going there. And I was just thinking how there's a, these obvious things, these things that are every day. Yeah. But it's like I needed for you to kind of remind me or kind of, I don't know what's the word, inspire me or something to, to, to think about the more mundane things that I am grateful for. Yeah. Thank you. And one thing that reminds me of, I've seen um, one person, when uh, she left a tip for the barista on the $1 bill, actually wrote a personal thank you note. Uh, 
and with a with a um, uh, post it and put it on there. And so, and and it just I mean there's some little things that we can take time for, but they 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 can be so huge for the people who receive them and for us to feel we've been appreciative. So, thanks for mentioning that. So with that, our evening together has come to a close. So I invite you to close your eyes for a moment for us to close formally together. May the practice that we've done together tonight, reflecting on gratitude and kindness and generosity, may it be a practice that we take on for this week and see how it replicates out. And may the practice we've done together tonight percolate out and be a cause and condition for happiness, joy, and freedom of all beings, including ourselves. Thank you for your generous and kind attention. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.